ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Monday, July 27th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, old true great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Where do we begin? It's Monday. Obviously, we are restarting the week. We had baseball this weekend. By the way, some ballparks are doing it better than others. I'm just going to be upfront with you. Pirates, let's see what you do tonight, PNC Park. But I wasn't impressed with St. Louis. I mean, come on. Cut, cut us some slack here. Have some fun with it. Cardboard cutouts. That's the way to go. The Dodgers are doing it brilliantly. I mean, it's I laugh and I smile every time I see Mary Hart in the stands from Entertainment Tonight fame watching. She's a big Dodgers fan, by the way. I mean, the Dodgers are doing it right. And then, you know, the Mets are doing it right as well. So come on, have some fun with this. Uh, I didn't see which stadium it was, but I saw one picture. There were some teddy bears in the outfield. Uh, I'll have to, we'll have to research that. But baseball is back, or, or is it? Is it back? We have got scheduled games between the Marlins and the Orioles at Marlins Park and the Phillies and the Yankees at Citizens Bank Park postponed while Major League Baseball conducts additional COVID-19 testing. The members of the Marlins traveling party are self-quarantining in place while awaiting the outcome of those results because, well, we had some positive tests, and that's going to be the big determining factor here. Is this going to be a... A small hiccup, is this going to be a bump on the road to finishing the season, or is this a sign of things to come? Because we've got some tests coming back positive already. We're not even through the first few days of Major League Baseball being back, and already we're getting multiple positives come back. And baseball is not considering canceling its season after that outbreak with the Marlins. I mean, we're looking at a third of the team that got infected. And baseball right now, like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. That's just the Marlins. That's just them. They're going to do more testing. They're going to really hammer the testing right now. There was a conference call this afternoon. The MLB owners met. And this is coming out of the Bleacher Report. They're not talking about canceling or pausing. It just wasn't talked about. The league's plan is to double down on its already-in-place safety protocols. That includes cracking down on high-fives and spitting while making masks mandatory in the clubhouse. So, you should have been doing that in the beginning, I think. Because if you start losing 30 of your team here, 30 of your team there, I mean, you already have some postponements because of this. This is what happens when you're not in a bubble. The NBA, they right now are in a bubble. And they have been successful so far in that bubble. The NHL, they are in a bubble right now. And they have been successful in that bubble. Now, with that said, 
We're going to see some real action here in the next few days. We've got tune-up games coming up tomorrow, and the NHL, of course, the NBA, they're getting ahead of this already. And both leagues have been reporting that, look, we've got our testing, and we're good. We don't have any positive test because they're running this thing like the basketball tournament ran its tournament. You test positive, you're out. The NHL players understanding that they had to take personal responsibility here. And so now they're in the bubble. And everyone who has checked in, so far, so good. And if they can maintain that bubble, they're going to be able to pull this off. Now, I don't know what the next few months are going to look like. And I don't know if we're going to be able to pull off the sports that don't quarantine. But I think baseball right now, if you're looking to baseball as far as here's the sport that's pulling it off, so far, it's a rocky start. Now, with that said, we got baseball in. We play baseball. We just don't know if this is going to be a rarity. Okay, we have some we have some positive tests here. But if this becomes more of the norm than the exception, this might give more people pause to, can you pull off sports like basketball, college basketball? Can you pull off sports like college football? without being in a bubble situation. And what's the NFL going to do? I mean, are they going to bubble eventually? Are the NFL players and the owners going to decide, okay, we got to uh, we got to figure this out here. We got to figure this out, and we have got to bubble. If we want to have this, we want to have this season, we need to bubble up. But I don't think that's going to happen. In the NFL, I don't know if you can bubble. Because we're talking 16 games. Over a span of, what, 17 weeks? Not going to have preseason, it looks like, more than likely. So you're still going to have to bubble up for a long while. And can you do that? I don't know if you can do that in a sport like football with the situation at hand. Now, with the NHL and the NBA, this is basically a restart to conclude the season. And basketball is going to get over quick. The NHL, we're going to probably have the Stanley Cup in September, October. And then we're going to have the restart of the season. The next season, more than likely, is going to be December. So hopefully at that point, we'll have a little bit better idea of what we can pull off as far as live sports are concerned. But right now, we are are looking at a situation where college athletics is at that weird spot. College athletics is at that weird spot where they're looking at this stuff, I'm sure, but they don't know. They don't know what's going to happen today, but we do know with baseball. Baseball postponing some games, and it's going to be a tight schedule if we can get those games in. And if this thing starts cascading out of hand, we might see baseball fall apart. I'm not rooting for baseball to fall apart, but this is what lies before us. And with college athletics, again, as I said, we don't know what's going to happen, but the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference decided to cancel fall sports competition due to continuing health and safety concerns. They are going to re-meet. They're going to get back together, trying to figure out whether fall sport competition will be feasible in the spring. So they're looking at, okay, maybe we can do this in the spring, but we can't do this in the fall. So we're going to postpone this thing, or at least we're going to cancel fall sports competition. We'll revisit this thing. And... That's a good decision on their part. If they don't think they can pull it off, push it back or postpone it or cancel it, that's a good decision on their part. 
Because I'm sure the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference doesn't have the resources of the SEC, the ACC, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, the Big 12. Don't have the money of those conferences. Those conferences have the resources. If they are serious about this, they'll have to spend a lot of money. Testing, constant testing. And you still haven't answered the question for me, is how are you going to make sure these kids are okay? Because are you going to quarantine them? Or are you going to put them in a bubble? Are you going to isolate them from the general student population? Because there's a push to have classes resume. West Virginia is going to have a phased-in approach. I don't know if Marshall's going to do the same thing, more than likely. And so how are you going to keep these kids safe is the question no one's answering. How are you going to approach this? It's not going to be uniform. It's going to probably be conference by conference, school by school, state by state. But if you're going to tell me that you think you can pull this off and keep these kids safe by not isolating them from this general population, because let's be honest, you can have all the mask orders you want in place. You can have those. That's fine. You can have all the social distancing guidelines in place. That's fine. It just takes somebody being lax or it takes somebody not being smart about what they're doing or not caring. And I would not think the athletes would be that person or those people or that group. I don't think that they would be the people that you would say, you know what, they just really don't care because they want to play. But they're going to be in classes with other students, right? They're going to be on campus with other people, right? They're going to be out and about, right? They're going to socialize, right? Oh, hey, you know, my room, I'm, I, my roommate. Are you going to wear a mask with your roommate if you're rooming with somebody? Are you going to wear a mask 24-7 with your roommate? Probably not. You going to trust your roommate? Say your roommate's not a, a student athlete, so they're living a different life than you. You going to trust them? See where I'm getting at here? Baseball today, just uh, it's, a, it's a warning that, okay, this is the difference. Maybe we should have put baseball in a bubble. You want baseball, here it is, but it might be nothing or it might be the start of something that's going to cascade into a lot of trouble for baseball. Football still has a little time, a little luxury there, not much. The NFL, I think, still has a little bit more time and still has the ability to pull this off. However, baseball, if any indication what could happen, here it is, and we're not even a few days in. With that said, though, the Pirates and the Reds got their seasons off. Pirates and the Reds, identical, same records, one and two. Pirates action coming up tonight right here on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. 6.40 going to be our airtime. We'll have all the action from PNC Park. It's the home opener from PNC Park. Looking forward to it. We'll have it for you again right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. All right, when we come back from break, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about what the NCAA has announced for fall sports other than football. Other than football. Also, uh, the ACC, they might make a decision soon. How soon? We'll tell you about it all when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 
Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The ACC could be making their decision on fall sports by August 5th. That's at least the tentative date the Board of Governors is expected to reach their decision regarding the league's fall sports. That is including football. This is what Clemson Director of Athletics Dan Radakovich told Clemson's Board of Trustees on Friday. Uh, He said, but I will tell you that given the scope of the pandemic, this could be fluid the entire fall. So they're going to meet Wednesday. Wednesday, they could have something sort of outlined. Athletics may see up to $50 million and at least $30 million in lost revenue due to restrictions in ticket sales so fans can be socially distanced at social events, or I'm sorry, sporting events, including football games. So, again, there's going to be a big push here, I'm sure, because there's a revenue component to this. There's a huge revenue component to this. And athletic directors have got to be CEOs of their company. they got to run college athletics like it's a company. I mean, that's not an indictment of anyone. That's just how it is. This isn't just, hey, you know, we're going to play some football. It's going to be fun. No, this has got to be run like a company because it's a business. Don't let anyone tell you differently. It is a business. And so they're trying to figure out how to keep business flowing, keep business open. At the same time, of course, there is the concern that the student-athletes' health and well-being can be really impacted here. It can be put at risk. And each state, and I'm sure each State's going to have its own different requirements. Each conference is going to have its own different requirements. Each school is going to have its own different requirements. Again, there's no unifying voice here. But the NCAA, the NCAA, maybe just maybe, somebody knocked on the door and said, wake up. Knock, knock. Who's there? Reality check. Wake up. The Division I Council Coordination Committee granted a blanket waiver that reduced by 50% the current legislated minimum number of contests that teams in fall sports other than football must play. So this waiver right now, it's available for men's and women's cross country, men's and women's soccer, field hockey, men's water polo, and women's volleyball teams. Remember some conferences were asking, hey, we need to maybe cut back on some of the minimum numbers here. We kind of like to cut our schedule a little bit. Finances, potential loss here, revenue, potential loss of our status here, you know, all that stuff. So 50% reduction. That means I'm sure athletic departments are going to take advantage of that. If there's fall sports, if there's sports being played, I'm sure athletic departments are going to take advantage of that. I don't know how long this is going to last because, let's be honest, the revenue sports, you got to have as many games as you can possibly have with the revenue sports. That's football and that's basketball. You have to have it. And if you're not a revenue sport, you still want to be able to have a meaningful season, but at the same time, if you have to meet a required number, and that's going to be tough to reach because, again, the cost of scheduling sometimes or just the mere travel 
travel is going to be a killer. So the NCAA at least offering some relief there. And we'll find out. We'll find out because if fall championships are going to be canceled, NCAA steps up and says, look, football, we don't have as much control over you as, say, everything else, but what we do have, no championships coming up this fall, that's still going to be a bad look. It's going to be a bad look for college football. If college football tries to figure out, hey, we know we're going to play this thing and we're going to have our our playoff championship, we're going to have that, that's going to be a bad look for college football. So the NCAA, again, this is going to be very fluid. That's probably the best term, fluid. But the NCAA coming out and saying, this is where we're at right now. We're going to lessen some of the burden here because there there might be some attempt. There could be some Marshall Volleyball. How's that going to how's that going to impact Coach uh, Agnes's style? So you have to wear that mask. Can she is she gonna have to have like a, a bullhorn? Can I mean? Because let's be honest, she's animated out there. She's a little vocal. I mean, she is not just standing. She's not stoic. She's not standing on the sideline just observing. She's animated. She's getting into it. I don't know. Will the will the mask mute her um, her ability to communicate? I mean, she's not like a mean yelling coach, but she's she's definitely into it. I'm not. Am I Am I wrong? Am I lying? I'm not lying here. Um, soccer though, soccer is not like one of those yelling sports. It's not one of those yelling sports. They're they're not. Yeah, it's you're yelling. Not really. No, no. Not at least with with men's soccer at Marshall. I think Coach Grassi is um, he's like he's just yelling. He's a cool customer. How about Coach Swan? We don't know. Will Coach Swan be yelling? That we need to find out. We need to find out there. But um, uh, Marshall does not field, no pun intended, field hockey. Men's water polo. Doesn't field those teams. Uh, men's and women's cross country, that's more just cheers. Like, hey, good job. Go, go, go. Yeah, I mean, there, there's no there's no yelling in cross country the way that, I mean, soccer is different. Volleyball, I'm, I'm worried about Coach Agnes in this one a little bit. She's going to have to have the mask on because she's going to be out there uh, aggressively directing traffic. I think she could do it, though. She can get away with it. She can make it happen. So we're going to find out at least ACC. If the dominoes start to fall with the ACC, we're going to see the rest of the dominoes start to teeter. The SEC still might be a holdout. The Big 12 might just be, you know what? We're fine. We're going to be fine. It's all good. SEC, eh, we're, we're going to be fine. But if the ACC starts to uh, say, look, no, not so fast, or we're going to play conference only. Again, that's... Right now, the Big Ten's like, we're conference only. Conference only means you just you bought yourself a couple of extra weeks and some flexibility here. But if you get a positive test, I'm looking at you, Michigan State. I'm looking at you, Michigan State. I'm looking at you with 16 student-athletes testing positive with staff members as well. I'm looking at you. If that happens... Even in conference, I mean, you're going to lose some games. You're going to lose some games. You can't have a competitive um, 
disadvantaged like that, fielding maybe your second team, or you know, depend, depends how deep the, the testing reveals of the infection, it's going to be tough. It's going to be completely hard to, to pull this off. But we still got a few weeks to see what they're going to come up with. All right, we're going to get your phone calls in 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Speaking of the SEC, they don't have a deadline set for their football decision, but they're going to be meeting virtually. We'll talk about it when we continue here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on the drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Monday, July 27th edition. The drive continues on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. Phone lines are open for you. The Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255 to be a part of those Miller Lite phone lines. So we've been talking about when decisions are going to be made and the SEC. I think that's the biggest domino yet to fall, to teeter, to move in any direction. And they're going to hold a series of virtual meetings here over the next few days to discuss the 2020 football season. Early indication, no deadlines for the season are being set at this point. So the conference calls are going to begin. More than likely, according to LSU Athletic Director Scott Woodward, that the talks will stretch into the first week of August. He said there are going to be meetings all next week and the week after to continue to discuss plans and scenarios for the season. And this is uh, reporting out of the Advocate. The SEC, they're going to push this thing back as far as they possibly can. Why? Because if they go too soon, they're going to get make they're going to get people mad. People are going to be mad. If they go too late, they're going to make people mad. I don't think there's – it's a catch-22. I don't think there's a win here for them. I don't think there's a win for any college football conference or for any – really, there's no win here. Because if you say we're not going to have fall sports or we're going to postpone this thing, you're going to upset some people. If you say you're going to have this thing, you're going to upset people, no matter where you go with this. And then you've got to be careful because, again – we're not talking a bubble here like the National Hockey League or the NBA. We're, we don't have a, a bubble. We don't have a bubble whatsoever to, to really quarantine these college athletes, put them in a system here where you can keep them contained because they're not professional athletes. They, they're not. They're amateurs. Sure, they do a lot of work, but at the end of the day, They're not professionals. There's no players association. There's no players union. There's no collective voice for the player. So they don't have any say here, really. Keep that in mind. Whatever happens, the players don't have a say in this. Now, should college athletes have a say? Well, when it comes to their safety and personal well-being, yeah, they should have a say. They should have a big say. They're they're semi-pro as far as I'm concerned. The only difference is they're not being paid. They're semi-pro. Because this is the farm system for college football. This is the farm system for the NFL. For college basketball, it's the farm system for the NBA. 
They're minor league baseball players. That's basically what they are. They're minor league hockey players. This is the minor leagues. This is a semi-pro league for the big boys. And they have no voice. Now they're told they're going to get an education. They have a scholarship. Some of them have partials. Some of them have full rides. But there is the hope and promise of you're going to have a scholarship, a way to earn an education, a way to, to advance yourself. If your aspirations are college and no further, then you're going to get an education and you're going to go off into the world. If your aspirations are to make it to the next level, I've always thought, well, why isn't there that place where they can go? And the G League is starting to become that place for the NBA. You're seeing more and more. It's not commonplace yet, but instead of just dancing around the the whole idea that I'm going to college and then I'm declaring for the NBA, you have players who are, you know what, I'm going to skip all that noise. I'm just going to skip that noise. I'm going to go to the G League for that year, and then I'm going to be ready for the draft. You get drafted, great. If not, well, you've done the same thing you would have if you went to college and then pulled out. It's almost as if, I don't know, maybe there should not be a, a penalty. You should be able to enter the draft, not sign an agent, but enter the draft. If you're drafted, then you sign an agent and you can go about conducting business. If you aren't drafted, guess what? You're not drafted, so you should get to come back. I don't know how that would work, but these these players don't have representation, so we're we're leaving their health and well-being. We're leaving that all up to college presidents, athletic directors, conference commissioners, and a lot of this is being decided because of financial concerns. Health and well-being, it, it does not leave the thought process, the health and well-being. And I won't, compl- I won't complain about how they come to their decision. I'm not saying that they're completely oblivious to the health and well-being of the player and the student-athlete. I, I don't believe that's the case. Maybe it's naive of me, but I don't believe that's the case. But... There are some big decisions to be made here, but the kids, the players, for the most part, don't have much say collectively as a body of student-athletes. They do not have that much say as to how this comes down because, again, they're not organized into a collective unit. But you're seeing their voices being heard more and more. Players are expressing themselves more. Players are finding that they have more of a voice and they're starting to use it more. And they're starting to use their platform, the platform that they have either earned or been given, however they got their platform, they're using it more. And I'm sure we're going to start seeing more and more players just saying, look, this is not safe. We're not doing it the right way here. We need to be doing this differently. I, I can't wait to see what that looks like. But that's where we're at right now. The ACC could come to the decision soon. The SEC not setting a deadline for when they could come to a decision. The NCAA, we will find out sooner, hopefully, than later if they're going to have fall sports or not. When we come back from break, let's talk hockey.
Yeah, let's talk hockey when we continue. It's starting back up. We got exhi- is it exhibition, preseason, pre preseason tune up? What is it? Uh, we'll figure it out when we continue with today's edition of the Drive on ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. That was the sound of you perfecting your cannonball this summer. Sometimes home update projects can't wait another summer. With a home equity line of credit from Members Choice Credit Union, you can use the paid-off value of your home to make improvements or cover yourself in case of an emergency. You've worked hard for your home. Time to put it to work for you. Call, click, or stop by Members Choice Credit Union today to find out how. Members Choice Credit Union, equal housing lender. Call for additional information. Other restrictions apply. Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, we're almost ready for hockey. We got baseball back. I don't know how long that's going to last, but we got baseball back. NBA's ramping up. The NHL's ramping up as well. Players are checking in. Everything's looking good so far. NHL announcing zero positives. The NBA's done this as well. They've been so successful with their bubble so far. But the NHL, since they are ramping up here, the NHL sending teams to the bubbles in Toronto and Edmonton announced that it has administered more than 4,000 tests over the last week and has not had a single positive COVID-19 result. And um, they conducted their Phase 3 formal training camp, the return to play on Saturday. No positive test results for COVID-19. 4,256 tests administered to more than 800 players during the period from July 18th to 25th. During the two-week period of Phase 3, there were a total of two positive tests, and that occurred during the period of July 13th to 17th. All 24 teams are now um, in Edmonton and Toronto. They're checking in. Players and club staff going to be tested on a daily basis. Daily. NHL. Daily basis. The NHL has been transparent with what it's doing, providing regular updates. The league said they will continue to do so, or it will continue to do so. The number of tests administered to players and the results of those tests. Uh, The only thing not going to be revealed, the identity of the players or clubs, and that's fine. Of course, we don't see a player out there for a a stretch of time. We're going to figure that out real quick, kids. But I get it. No, I get it. I mean, this isn't like okay. Let me let me walk this back briefly. Then I'm just going to go on a side note here. Uh, I love the NFL because everybody's got to give an injury report. I love it. Everybody's got to give an injury report. But at the same time, I'm down with how college football operates because do I really want to give you an injury report? Do I want you to know that my quarterback? has a, I don't know, has a sore shoulder? Do I, do I want people to know that? No, I don't. I don't want people to know that. But transparent, they've been solid so far. The NBA, the NHL, I think they have gotten it right so far. I mean, the NHL to the point is like, we're just taking this show to Canada because Canada's doing a really good job right now compared to the hot spots that are popping up all over the United States. So, we're going to take this road show to Canada and I get to watch some exhibition hockey tomorrow. If if the show starts late tomorrow, it's because I'm watching hockey because we got a game tomorrow. I'm serious. 
I'm gonna come in here tomorrow and be like, oh hey, how, how are y'all doing? Um, because I'm gonna be watching a game at my desk tomorrow. You know I am. Seriously, this yeah. If I mysteriously don't show up for the show tomorrow, well, where's Paul? Oh, he's uh, he's at his. De- I don't. Let's see what we got tomorrow. Oh, it's the Penguins Flyers tomorrow at four. NBC Sports Network. Ooh, okay. Um, well, that kills any guests we could get for that show tomorrow. You know what, though? Wednesday, that might be... Uh, yeah, we could do some... We know some guys. We know some We know some Pirates and Penguins fans. We you know, work in the media. We know some people. Uh, by the way, um, thankfully, my game that I want to watch on Wednesday is 8 p.m. Islanders-Rangers. That's a tune-up game for you right there. Islanders, Rangers. The games on Tuesday are going to be the Penguins and the Flyers at 4. And then the Maple Leafs and Canadians at 8. Oilers and Flames at 10.30. Both those games are going to be on NHL Network. I do not have NHL Network because I honestly um, don't want to pay the exorbitant prices to get certain packages for television, which I don't get to watch very much of. So if um, if you get NHL Network, Drop me a line. Let me know. Maybe I come to yeah, come to your place. May I borrow your login? That'd be cool. Borrow, borrow. No, no. You know we can't do that. No, no. That's no. You can't. I mean, you can't say that. No, we're not doing that. Um, no, we're not doing that here. It's the Maple Leafs Canadians. Come on. <laughs> like I want to watch the Maple Leafs Canadians. Uh, Oilers Flames would be interesting though. But uh, Wednesday really going to be interesting because you get the Islanders Rangers. Uh, the Lightning and Panthers are going to be uh, a noon. Game on NHL Network, the Avalanche and Wild. That's going to be an NHL Network game. Uh, Hurricanes and Capitals. Uh, I'll be watching that for the first period. That's going to be at 4 p.m. on uh, Wednesday. Uh, Blackhawks, Blues, Canucks, Jets. So Wednesday, lots of hockey action there. Thursday, uh, Predator. They're doing like the 4 p.m. That's okay. I'm good with that. Um, all those games are going to be on the NHL Network. And then it gets really interesting because on Saturday. Um, that's when just the nonstop hockey happens. You're going to have game at 3, game at 4, a game at 8, and a game at 10.30 on Saturday, but it kicks off at noon with the Rangers and the Hurricanes. So starting at high noon on Saturday, you're going to get some hockey action here. Uh, it's um, it's going to be fun. And throw on top of all that, you're going to have the NBA – and you're still going to have lots of baseball action as well. For all the months we have suffered and struggled without sports, guess what? We're going to have a wealth of it now. You will be able to just to ignore your significant other for weeks. It's like, uh-uh, no, no. I've been doing that thing, that list of yours for months now. No, no, no. This is my time. Unless you get a cool significant other, and then you know you both can watch. But how how exciting is that? And I think the NHL and I think the NBA are going to pull this thing off. I really think they're going to pull this thing off, and it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what baseball is able to pull off, what the NFL is able to pull off, and what the college leagues are going to be able to pull off because that's going to be the ultimate test here. We're going to have to figure out if we can pull these things off. And if that's the case, 
we're going to see college football. But I don't know because the bubble seems to be the way to go. So far, anyways, the bubble seems to be the way to go. Now, I don't know what they're doing for the NFL here when it comes to the media. I know baseball, there are some media. They're not actually getting to go and interview players, I don't believe. I know they're doing the, the Zoom meetings. Uh, and it's certain member. Every, everyone who's a member of the media can get in on it, but only certain members of the of the media corps can ask questions, you know, sort of a tier. I could listen in on, say, a post game for a baseball game, but, you know, I'm not like maybe the, the front-line media covering them, so I don't get to ask questions. Uh, with the NHL, though, it's going to be completely different because they're in a bubble, and they mean it when they say they are in a bubble to a point where they're not allowing any independent media inside the bubble. Toronto and Edmonton, if you are not part of the league, you're not in. You're not in the bubble. This is different. The NBA, you've got reporters that have embedded. It's sort of like their war correspondence, you know, where they're embedded with the team. You know how you send the Army out back in the day and you have a reporter embedded with them? It's sort of like that. You've embedded a reporter in. It's the best way I can describe it. If there's a better way. But they're they're in the bubble. They're quarantining. They're they're with them. Now, the NHL not allowing anyone outside of league-employed media members. And there's three of them, only three of them. So there are three league-employed media members that are going to be receiving access. On the one hand, that means the NHL all in on bubble, quarantining, Nobody's getting in our safety curtain here. Nobody. On the other side, if stuff happens, the media that's going to be there, outside of the games we're going to be watching, outside of the games, if stuff happens, we're depending on the league to release that. So if there's a story that breaks... There's going to be some hard-working journalists outside of the bubble working social media, contacts, what have you, because they're not going to be inside working that story. So if there is anything that happens, you're going to get league media. Now, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not necessarily a good thing. It depends on, of course, the type of content you get the type of person that is writing the content or providing the content? Are you just going to get feel-good stuff? Are you going to get human interest stuff? Are you going to get matter-of-fact stuff? I mean, what are you going to get? Are you going to get stuff like you would see from a, a bar stool? No, you're not getting stuff like that. Are you going to see stuff like you would see like on a herdzone.com? That could be part of, of where we're going here because on herdzone, they're telling the story of Marshall. They're telling their story. 
This is how our this is our story, how we want to tell it. We're telling our story. We're covering our story. And that's not necessarily bad because thankfully Marshall has people that you can trust to write those stories. Jack Bogogic. Impeccable. Chuck McGill. Yes, he's impeccable. I just want to see how long uh, Spencer looked at me as I was pausing there. Yes, you have guys in there that are are doing good stuff, writing good stories. But at the same time, you don't have people who are, wait a minute, maybe outside of that bubble in a sense. Saying, well, wait a minute. No, no, this this doesn't look right here. Or, well, wait a minute here. You, you don't necessarily have that kind of content. But it's happening. And so the Professional Hockey Writers Association, the Associated Press, and the Associated Press sports editors objected to the NHL's policy, which they claimed the league never discussed with them, and advocated for three independent media members to receive the same access. So... I get everybody's position here on this. On the one hand, these outlets are like, whoa, 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 wait a minute here. Um, we get it. You got your league media, we understand, but we're just getting the league slant here. We're just getting the league slant. That's it. And on the other hand, are you going to embed those media members? That means you're going to have to be responsible for their testing as well. They're going to have to bubble up. And the league just basically said, look, none of y'all getting in. And that's going to do it for this edition. Um, How's that going to work for college? Seriously. I mean, am I going to get the phone call and say, hey, look, uh, we're not going to let you or anybody else outside of uh, in-house media in the the press box? Or if – because at the end, again, there's a different story there. They're not bubbling, maybe. I don't know. We don't know. But I'm sure some people – prefer the the coverage that you get from in-house media. you got some people who maybe think I'm too positive. Some people think I'm too negative. I'm looking for that happy medium. For our producer Spencer Dupuis, I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.